Uh, good evening. Nice to see you all again. Thank you for coming out on a Friday night. Please be seated. I love Friday night and I love me a Friday night because I feel like I'm with the hungry ones on Friday night. And thank you for the way you just gave your heart then in, um, in worship, but then also in prayer and going with the Spirit of God together. It was so much fun, wasn't it? So you're amazing. Come to church. We put you to work. I like it. Um, as I mentioned, I'm so honored to be um, and thrilled to be with you all tonight. I've just gotten back from being um, overseas in, in Dallas at the Global Prophetic Consultation and Summit. Um, and with Pastor Catherine, she was there as well. And we just had such a remarkable time. And it's so wonderful to hear what the Lord is doing in the nations. Amen. And who knows that He has a solution. He has a plan. And we have such a wonderful opportunity to hear from His holy heart. Um, and partner with what he longs to do in the earth. And so be encouraged that the lion is on the move. Amen. And the, the word says that um, this one who loves Israel will never sleep. And so we know that he is moving always and he, the kingdom um, is always advancing. Amen. It's awesome. And so I was so blessed because I got to see Mama Catherine <laughs> um, a couple of weeks ago, or oh, last week, this week, I don't know what day it is anymore. And she misses you so, and as Josh said, she's looking forward to seeing you on Sunday. And so we love you, Pastor Tom and Pastor Catherine. Why don't we just quickly stretch out our hands to them as they um, turn their hearts towards home. Lord, I thank you, Father. Lord, for Pastor Tom and Catherine, we just ask, Lord, I thank you your word says that he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. And I thank you, Lord, for a great refreshing to come to them both. Lord, for all that they have poured out and labored over over the last few weeks. And God, I ask just, Lord, for your ease and your grace as they travel. I thank you for lots of sleep, restoring sleep, Lord. I thank you for your joy for them. And I thank you for your protection over them. Lord, we celebrate um, the magnificent gift they are to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I'm super excited to be sharing with you tonight because I feel like I have a word from the Lord that I, I sense is really for the season. Um, and of course, it's, it's November now, obviously. Um, and as, as we begin to turn our attention towards 2024, not discounting um, the remainder of the year, obviously, but I do feel like the Lord wants to prepare our hearts in a way to receive from Him. And so I have a word that I, I felt like the Lord say to me, um, get used to sharing it, because I feel like this is a word for the body in this season, um, for the nation as well, um, and, and us as individuals. And so you ready? Awesome. Some of you are. Are you ready to hear from the Lord? This is what I love about, that was great, well done. This is what I love about the Lord, the, the Word says that he is, His words are spirit and they are life. And so they actually are living and breathing substance that we can take a hold of by faith and apply to our lives. And so I encourage you tonight um, to take this Word personally and respond to the Lord and you're going to love it, <laughs> of course. Because He's a good Father, amen? Amen. And so this is the Word I heard the Lord say. And some of you, you might feel like, I feel like I've heard that recently and others say it. And that's awesome because the Bible says that out of two or three witnesses, a thing is established. And I heard the Lord say, even just this past week, I will restore all. 
I will restore all. And I was reminded of um, this. The Lord began as He shared this with me. This was just a couple, a few days ago. Um, he He began to speak to me um, from A. B. Patterson's poem, "The Man from Snowy River." And some of you will be very, you should be, if you went to school here in Australia, you should be, I hope, familiar uh, with this poem. And some of you may, you know, did the cheat way and have seen the movie, and that's okay too. I love that soundtrack. You hear it and you're like, oh, <laughs> it's so beautiful. And the Lord began to speak to me from it. And for those of you who don't, who aren't as familiar or perhaps have forgotten, I'll give you a little recap and begin to um, go through what we feel the Lord, what I sense the Lord is saying. Um, so basically, the, the premise of the story of the poem is that um, there is a colt from a famous horse um, that is broken free from the homestead and has joined the wild bush horses, joined the herd on the mountains. And so the gentleman, Mr. Harrison, who uh, owns... Um, the colt's mother, and of course, then the colt, it's very valuable, decides he would like his horse back. And so what he does is that he, he rallies all the noted bushmen um, and, and the, the, the drovers from, well, it says from the stations near and far, um, and he brings them all together um, because they're going to go out in pursuit um, of this colt that is that has joined the horses. And um, there's a young man who actually lives up in the mountains. And so if you don't know, it's actually based um, in Mount Kosciuszko uh, in, in New South Wales, the story. And um, it, it speaks of the man from Snowy River uh, with the first name of Jim. Not as poetic as the man from Snowy River, um, but it's Jim nonetheless. God bless all the Jims. And, um, and it, it says uh, that he's actually... As he comes to join the men, he's actually looked upon with disdain. Um, and they kind of, there's this sort of who are you mentality and you're a wiry one and, and you shouldn't be here. And, and one of the, the famous horsemen of the day, Clancy of the Overflow. Is that a beautiful, come on Clancy, God bless all the Clancy's. Clancy of the Overflow, he says of Jim um, that he and his horse are mountain bred. And that when the horses ride up the mountain, you're going to want him on your side. And so they say, okay, Jim, you can come along too. So the men set off in pursuit of um, this herd of wild horses, as I said, that the colt um, has, has joined. Anyway, so they, they go in chase of them um, out through the fields, but then if, sure enough, the the animals, the horses begin to ascend the mountains. And at one point, and it's the pinnacle of the story and quite literally the pinnacle of the mountain, um, they get to the top and they go over the other side, the pack of horses. And all the men, even Clancy, they get to that point right on the edge and they pull back their horses because that terrain is unknown. But then out of nowhere, the man from Snowy River comes from behind and without any hesitation, he and his horse go straight over the edge in hot pursuit. And it says this in the poem. It says that 
he let the pony have its head. As in, he, he let the horse have its way. He went just, he remained in the saddle, but he let go of control. And he let the horse do what it was made and bred to do. And as you see him, and if you've seen the movie, you, you'll see the, this imagery of him riding the horse, but he is quite literally um, vertical to the mountain. That's how steep the decline is. And as the men are looking over the edge, you can see like this, uh, they're unsure of how this is going to go because it's very obviously very dangerous. And again, the gentleman, Mr. Harrison in charge, makes this statement, we can bid the mob good day. As in, that's it, it's all over, we're finished. Anyway, but then sure enough, it's not the end of the story. And later on, they spot the man from Snowy River, out in the field. And not only does he have with him the colt that had gotten away, but the entire herd of wild horses are now being mustered under his command back into the homestead. And if you've watched the movie, he gets the girl as well. (laughs) And what I love about the story, the Lord began to show me, wow, that many of you, you have been bred for the mountaintops. You are made for the high places and then the place of intimacy with the Holy Spirit. He has taught you, He has given you hinds feet for high places. He has taught you how to ride on the mountaintops. And even where what has been stolen from you, I feel like the Lord is saying, as you surrender to my spirit, because it's, it's time. It's the season for all things to be restored. As you surrender to my Holy Spirit and let the horse, as it were, have its way, He will do exceedingly abundantly beyond all you could ask, hope or imagine. And not only will you go retrieve what you were in pursuit of, but all the spoil of the land that He has reserved for you as well. And I want to encourage you, even if you feel like the least of these, even if you feel like, oh, I'm not the one that they would choose for the team, just like the man from Snowy River, I feel like the Lord is reminding us and saying tonight that your surrender is your greatest weapon, just like we sang. We sang it tonight. And as we let the river have its way, and do its work, He will do exceedingly, as I said, abundantly beyond all you can ask, hope, or imagine. And His promise is this, that I, He is saying, I will restore all. What I've noticed about all things is that it encompasses all things. And so there's nothing missing and nothing broken. Amen? And it reminded me of the story in 1 Samuel 30. And you're probably very familiar with it, uh, but it's the story about um, David and his men in Ziklag, and they've been out at war, um, and for the sake of time, I won't read the story in its entirety tonight, uh, but we will pick up in in a few verses. Uh, But to set the premise, the men have been out at war, and while they're gone, the Amalekites come in, and they plunder and burn the city, take all the spoil, capture all the women and the children. And David and his men come back, and 
discover this site. And it says that they wept until they had no tears. They wept until they were so exhausted, it says, that they could weep no longer. Have you ever been in a place like that where you've cried so many tears that you've just run out of tears? I have, okay? I'm like, maybe no one else has, but I have. So I understand this place of feeling like it's all been lost and everything's been lost. Um, But it says that David strengthened himself in the Lord. In that moment when the men, they even, they were so despaired, it says that they wanted to kill David. But he encouraged himself. He told his spirit, as we see in the Psalms many times, to hope in the Lord, to hope in God. And then David does a very wise thing. And he inquires, it says. He takes the ephod and he inquires of the Lord. And he asks the Lord, should we pursue them? And the Lord says, yes, you should pursue them. I will give them into your hands. David says, great, great solution. Because there's always an answer in him. And so he takes courage. So he encourages himself in the Lord. He inquires of the Lord. And then he takes courage. Again, he encourages himself with the word of the Lord. And he is obedient and he acts upon it. And they seek out the Amalekites. And while they're on their way, they meet an Egyptian man who's a servant of one of the Amalekites. And he tells them where they are. And Before they get to that point, though, something very interesting happens. With David, there are 600 men. But some of them are so exhausted because of discouragement, because of despair, that 200 of the men stay behind and 400 ride out into battle. That happens before they meet the Egyptian man. And so now let's pick up in verse 17. And it says, and so they decide, yes, Let's go down to the land and we will pursue them. And it says, when he came to them, that David struck them down from twilight until evening the next day. That's a long time. Yeah, go hard. (laughs) And not a man of them escaped except 400 young men who mounted camels and fled. David recovered all that the Amalekites had taken and David rescued his two wives. Nothing was missing whether small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything that had been taken, David brought back all. Come on. David also captured all the flocks and herds and the people drove the livestock before him and said, this is David's spoil. Then listen to this, verse 21. Then David came to the 200 men who had been too exhausted to follow David. And as we go down, it says some of the men among them says, they didn't come to battle, they don't get the spoil. They don't get it back. But David says in verse 23, You shall not do so, my brothers, with what the Lord has given us. He has preserved us and given into our hand the band that came out against us. Who would listen to you in this matter? For as His share is who goes down into the battle, so shall his share be who stays by the baggage. They shall share alike. And he made it a statue and rule from that day uh, for Israel from that day forward to this day. 
I want to encourage you tonight. And do you know what is brilliant about this passage? 13 days later, David comes into his kingdom as king of Israel. So I want to encourage a few things for you in that. (laughs) Firstly, that as you come into the fullness of everything that the Lord has for you, I feel like the Lord's saying, just like for David, it is a catalyst for destiny. Oh, it's so much better than what you, how you responded. <laughs> as you come into the spoil, as you come to restore and to recover all, it is a catalyst for you to come into your destiny, to move you into the fullness of promise. It was the, the same for the man from Snowy River. As he recovered all, he is then brought into and known as the man from Snowy River. <laughs> And his destinies, this destiny moment is changed and he becomes part of these wonderful horsemen. And I feel like the Lord's saying he wants to use not just this season for you to restore all things, but to bring you into destiny as well. And I feel like it's for the nation of Australia too. That which has been stolen, the Lord is recovering all and it will be a catalyst to see this great south land of the Holy Spirit move into her God-given destiny. In Jesus' name. Yeah, that this nation, the great south land, would experience the greatest outpouring of the Holy Spirit that the nations have seen. It will begin in Australia and New Zealand. Go into the islands of the sea unto the nations. Amen. That's the catalyst. Well, that's a catalyst moment he has for her to move in, what he's restoring in this day. I feel like he's restoring identity and destiny to this great South land. That'll see her usher in the move of God promised. Amen. Yes. And we get to be alive to see the day. Isn't it amazing? Thank you, Jesus. And then for those who stayed behind, for those who perhaps pulled back the reins at the top of the mountains, for those who felt despaired and stayed behind when David went back to recover all, I feel like the Lord's saying, don't discount yourself because I haven't discounted you. That there is nothing that is too far beyond his ability to redeem and to restore and to recover to you. And so that leaves no room for regret anymore. So we just even now say, regret, go. In Jesus' name. Oh, good on you. I love that. You can agree with me. Regret, go. And so these lies that the enemy would say, you should have done that, or if you had done that better, or if you had acted then or said that here, or if you had just done that, or if you were quicker to move there, and if you hadn't have delayed, we just silence. All that is silenced. All that is silenced under the authority of King Jesus as you empower what he says, the truth of what he says. And you allow that to infiltrate your belief system. I'm sure Steve would have talked about that on the weekend. Come on now. Was it awesome? I've only heard Friday nights. I need to catch up. So good. But, but the encouragement to you is that he is restoring all things to you and that there is nothing that is too far beyond his ability to redeem and to recover for you.
Isn't that amazing? That's who our God is. And so I want to encourage you, just like David spoke to his spirit, to speak to your spirit and tell it to hope in God. And to recognize that his promises to you are yes and amen. Excuse me. And perhaps even now, I I don't know about you, but perhaps there are some things that come to mind immediately that you know, oh, this is what he wants to restore. This is what he wants to retrieve. This is what he wants to recover. All that and then some. The spoils of victory. It's so good. It's like, remember we sang about the river tonight. The river flowing in you is for you, but it's through you for others, for your family, for your workplace, for your community, and it just gets bigger. Remember Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. And so it expands through you. And so the restoration, the work of restoration, the recovery that the Lord is doing in this season is for you, but it's through you and it wants to increase. (laughs) Because that's the nature of the kingdom. It's just who he is. It's just who he is. It's the nature of God is increase, isn't it? What, did he, what was his first commandment? Be fruitful and multiply. It's always increase in the kingdom. And so this work of restoration that he's doing, this work of recovery, is that many would benefit from it. Remember, when the, when the kingdom increases, everybody benefits. This kingdom is for the good of all. It says he died once for all. The kingdom is for all. And as we surrender, I even just feel his encouragement. I feel like there's even more. (laughs) There is more work that he wants to restore to you. And if you would just let go of resistance and let the Holy Spirit go over the mountain, as it were, you will find he is very good at doing what he was created to do. And in this In this instant, it is to restore all things to you. And so as we let go of that resistance and allow him, remember he follows, the river follows the path of least resistance. You will recover all. That's amazing. It's by the blood of Jesus, isn't it? Because we know that he's restored us. His kingdom's beautiful by the blood. He's, He's reconciled the world to himself. So he's recovered all for us, amen? For our salvation, he's recovered all. But for your family as well, he wants to recover what has been stolen from you. He wants to recover, just like the cult in the story, the one that got away. That thing he wants to redeem and bring back for you by the power of his blood. If you, if you only believe. If you only believe and take him at his word. So this is a word for you. This is a prophetic word for you to grab a hold of tonight as you come into 2024. He wants to restore all. It's so good. Far beyond all you could ask, hope, or imagine. Remember Pastor Steve said on Friday night, there's no such thing as a hopeless situation. There's only hopeless people. 
And as we're convicted of the truth that he's restoring all things to us, it gives way for hope to be released, erupted, <laughs> like erupted, erupted in our hearts to believe again and to take him at his word. And you make a decision. You make a decision to believe what he has said and not to listen to anything else. And you activate your faith. Faith works by love. As you receive his love, your faith is fed to keep believing what he has said about you and to you. Amen? Amen. So what was robbed will be restored and God will use it to propel you into your destiny. It's Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works together for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. That's you and me. That's your family. That's our city. That's the body of Christ. Amen. In this nation, the nations belong to the Lord. I'm more convinced of it than ever. The kingdom is coming. He has come. We sang it. The kingdom is at hand. And he wants out through you. He wants to come through you, amen. And as I said, as you recover all, you're not just going, he wants to lift your expectation. You're not just getting the cult back. It, like David, he wasn't just going to, re- to recover his wife and ki- his wives and kids. It was the spoil, but then it was also the flocks and the herds. Perhaps things that we, we might let them, you know, we can let them go. Like, nah, he plundered all. And it's available for you <laughs> because of the victory of the cross. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And I, I just feel it. It's, it's also, I feel like the Lord, if we want it as a nation, so I'm speaking to the nation now. I feel like the Lord's saying um, that he's, as we go after this nation, that he's gathering in the nations. And if we believe it, if we can believe it, if we can let not calling the Holy Spirit a horse, but if we can let the horse have its way, have its head, I, and we can lift our faith and expectation and boldly follow him because that's what we've been created for. That's what you've been practicing in the place of intimacy with him. And as you follow him in this like Kairos time, this divine moment, in this season when we recognize like the sons of Issachar, he is restoring all and we respond to it. Not only will we see this nation restored, but he will bring the nations in. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So, Father, we thank you, Holy Spirit, for all that you're restoring in this season. If you, I feel like this kind of word, it just re- demands a response. And, I've, and th- this includes me as well. And so if you feel like you want to respond to the Lord in this, why don't you just stand where you are? Thank you, Father. We say yes. (laughs) We say yes to the place of surrender. We allow you to have your way in this season. And Lord, we take you at your word tonight. We take you at your word, God. And for those things that have been robbed from us, 
Lord, for the one that got away. Lord, I thank you that your promise is that you will restore all. And I thank you, Father, that you promised to give us double recompense. The Word says even seven, eight times more. So who's restoring all to you and more? (laughs) I thank you for that, Father. Lord, we thank you for the great work of restoration. And I just see the Lord, He's just removing all hopelessness, all despair tonight in Jesus' name, all regret. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you're just lifting off, lifting off, lifting off, spirit of heaviness, all disappointment, Lord. You're lifting off, you're lifting off, you're lifting off in Jesus' name. And we set our expectation on you tonight. We set our expectation, we set our eyes on you tonight, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you are our glory and the lifter of our head. And we take you at your word tonight. We believe you. We believe you. We believe what you said, Lord. Lord, and we recognize, Lord, the times and the season. And we thank you for this divine moment, this divine moment that you're bringing us into, God. As we enter into this new year, Lord, I thank you, Father. Even as we've moved into the the Jewish new year, Lord, I thank you, Father. Lord, that you are restoring all things in this season. And so we lift our expectation. And if you need to, why don't we all together, let's speak to our souls and say, hope in God, hope in God, hope in God. I hear Him saying, there's nothing I wouldn't do for you. (laughs) I sent my son Jesus to demonstrate that there is nothing I wouldn't do for you. That there is nothing I wouldn't do for you. So we thank you, Lord, that you are a good, good Father. And we take you at your word tonight. Lord, on behalf of, as part of the body of Christ, as members of your beautiful body, Lord, in this season, Lord, we declare that to your bride, you are restoring all. In Jesus' name, to your bride in this nation, you are restoring all. Lord, we thank You, Father, Lord, that You are restoring, You are bringing in sons and daughters into Your house. Lord, that You're restoring all the members of Your body. You're bringing them in. You're bringing them home in this season, in Jesus' Name. And we just speak to Your bride and we say, Arise and shine, for the light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. In Jesus' name, and I thank You, Father, Lord, that You are bringing her into absolute truth. In Jesus' name, Lord, You're restoring her mind with the mind of Christ. We thank You for that, God. Lord, that they will know the truth and the truth will set her free. We thank You for that, Lord. As we continue in Your Word, Lord, it says that we are truly Your disciples then we will know the truth and the truth will set us free. So we thank you for this bride arising and shining in all of her freedom and all of the glory, Lord, that you have ordained for her in Jesus' name. And we speak to this land. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that they are not a wandering orphans. 
that this land is not orphaned. In Jesus' name, but you've brought her closer to yourself. And Lord, what the enemy meant for harm, Lord, that you were turning for good. In Jesus' name, and we say, Lord, this is what we get to do as sons and daughters with the authority given to us by Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you, Father, Lord, that you would release, we say, river be released in your body, in your bride, be released to your bride and through your bride tonight. In Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you are giving her, Lord, the grace to be bold and very courageous, to recover all and to bring the nations in. In Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen. Amen. Why don't we thank the Lord? We give you glory, Father. Thank you, Father, for all that you're restoring. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Oh, it's magnificent, isn't it? I'm so excited. What I love about the prophetic word, as I said, it's spirit and his life, and you can take it personally. And you can have it for yourself. And, and, and I love that as we marinate in His Word, it just expands and grows deeper and it's beautiful. So we're going to finish up shortly tonight. But before we do, we, we always love to make opportunity to do a, a couple of things. You can sit down if, if you'd like to or remain standing, whatever you'd like to enjoy. If the, but I want to encourage you, if the Lord is speaking to your heart tonight concerning this just remain in that place where you continue to receive from Him. It's beautiful. But I just want to make opportunity tonight. If you have never made Jesus Christ Lord of your life, He wants to come and do a work of restoration and reconciliation in your heart tonight. The Word says, the Bible says that, that the Lord made Him who knew no sin, sin for us, so we could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And says that the Lamb of God was slain before the foundation of the world. It's magnificent. And the kingdom, Jesus said, repent for the kingdom is at hand. And His divine desire for you is that you would be reconciled to God through the blood of Jesus Christ. He is the only way to the Father. He is the only way. There is one way to God. It's through the man, Jesus Christ, who became the perfect sacrifice for our sin. And He died in our place so we could be restored to the Father. It's magnificent. The Bible says He made Him who knew no sin, sin for us, so we could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and restored to Him and in partnership for this one who is pure and spotless and blameless. And that's what the blood of Jesus does for us. Jesus didn't just die for you. He died as you. It's a glorious truth so you could be reconciled to the one who is pure and holy and blameless.